Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, we're going to get started. Uh, we're a few minutes behind already. Um, this is our last week of our summer Sunday school. Next week starts our regular uh, school year Sunday school, so be aware. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But uh, let me pray, and then we'll get going with this. All right? Heavenly Father, thank you that we could gather uh, this morning to take a, f a final look at prayer and, and a final look at the Lord's Prayer that we've been studying this morning. So I pray that you would guide our time, uh, teach us more how to pray uh, and what we should pray for and, and about who we're praying to. Um, just teach us. So open our hearts to hear what you would uh, have us to learn this morning. So pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to start off with some... Some basic review, I hope. Uh, first question, why do we pray? Anybody have any ideas? Why do we pray? Yes. Jesus told us to. Awesome, I like that. Any other ideas? Yeah. Yeah, that's how we talk to God. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, can someone turn to Daniel chapter 9, and then someone else turn to Ephesians chapter 6? Ephesians, someone getting Daniel, or that one's first. Daniel? Yeah, Daniel uh, 18 and 19, 9 verses 18 and 19. All right, does this... Give us any more thoughts, any more clues. Why do we pray? What does this say? Yeah. Yeah, it helps us to, to understand our own sin. Yeah. Yeah, you. <laughs> to what? To get God to act differently. Uh, can you go, can you do, tell me more? Because is it different? than what he was going to do already. Right? That is the question. Right. From our perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's right. Yeah. That's a big question. Yeah. Who's, I'm sorry. Yeah. To get his attention. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, divine uh, reputation management. I like that phrase. That's a good. That's a good phrase. Uh, but you're right. They're they're in exile. Daniel's moving away towards the end of the exile. Is a big part of the, the latter half of Daniel. So. So his name and his reputation, that's to, to glorify him is, is a big part of it, yeah. And 
Yeah. 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 I think that is good. Yeah. All right, Ephesians. Let's do that one now. If you still if you still have it open. Sorry. Go ahead. So this gets at what Cammie was saying. God tells us to, right? Here's a command in all circumstances. So a lot of, some people might make the argument, oh, that's for Ephesians. He's talking to the Ephesians church. But here in chapter 6, he broadens it, right, in all circumstances. Take the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. Uh, and then what? Praying at all times. <laughs> it's a command, right? So that's why we pray. Um, but what else? Why, why else do we do this from this? Do we have any other thoughts from this? It's kind of straightforward, but. Yeah. 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 Prayer is effective. Prayer is effective. There's one other element that I want to point out here. Pray for Paul, pray also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Why do we pray? I think a big part of this is that the gospel would be spread. In some way, I think our prayers, there's a lot of different kinds of prayer, different purposes, but I think one of the things, the key things that Paul is saying here is we've got to pray for the gospel to be spread. I think that ought to be something regular. Here's another one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thy kingdom come. All right, so why do we pray? Now, what is prayer? I think if you can think all the way back to the beginning of the summer, uh, Pastor Kerr did that Sunday school. He talked a little bit about this. What is prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. <laughs> Anything else? Any other thoughts, though, to add, add to that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we return that as well to we return that glory. Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Inter- intercession. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to talk a little later about the high priestly prayer in John 17, and there's some fascinating language of 
God talking to himself in a way. It's it's fascinating, and I, I don't understand it, but we might come to a little come to a little bit of that. So I think you're right. What is prayer? Um, and then this this verse from the Psalms, if you can see it. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness. I like that. It's, I like that kind of a summary. Uh, there's some elements here. Who do we pray to? To Lord, to the Lord. At an acceptable time. When is an acceptable time to pray? That, that could be. That could be. I, don't, I didn't look at the context close enough to know, uh, but it could be. Um, always, right? It's, we're going with my, my take on it. This could be wrong. Um, God is full of steadfast love, and he answers out of his saving faithfulness, right? Whatever the prayer is, it's out of his love, because of his saving faithfulness. Right. Another question here. Uh, how should we pray? With what attitude? And what is the scriptures that tell us this? So you guys, I'm sure, know lots of things like this. But what, uh, how should we pray? What sort of an attitude? With a sincere heart, absolutely. Absolutely. Humility, yeah. Yeah. And believing, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Faithfulness, absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Um, so I want to talk about the first thing that we kind of said was with a, with a, Jenny pointed out, a sincere heart. Um, so if someone will look up these scriptures, someone get the Deuteronomy, someone get Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and then the Psalm reference. Who's got Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Samuel, you got Jeremiah. You want to get some? Thank you. So remember what Jenny, what did Jenny say? How should we pray? With a sincere heart. All right, so let's keep that one in mind. Who's got Deuteronomy? I forgot. You got it already. Deuteronomy, thank you. Circumcise your heart so that you may live, right? Deuteronomy. Ezekiel, who's got Ezekiel? Who's Ezekiel? So what's happening in Ezekiel? Taking out the heart of stone and giving us a heart of flesh so that he can draw us to himself, right? So 
we can be his people, he'll be our God. All right? So what's happening there in Jeremiah? What's God promising to do to our hearts there? Promising to write his law on our hearts and to shape us so that we can become more obedient. All right? There's mention of a new covenant in there as well. All right? And in Psalm 51, before you do that, what's, what is Psalm 51? Who knows what's going on in Psalm 51? Yeah, it's David's prayer of confession for Bathsheba. Right. Keep that. That's key. Go ahead. All right. So, what does David ask after this egregious sin, after adultery, after murder? What does David ask? You know this. Say it. I'm looking for an answer this time. <laughs> Says forgiveness. Yeah. He's looking for forgiveness, and how does he phrase it? He phrases it, give me a clean heart. Yeah, don't cast me away, draw me close. So what's, what, what am I trying to get at with all this? God's doing the work, and he's changing our hearts. All right? God's doing the work, and he's changing our hearts, and I, uh, yeah. So let's talk about actually what we've been talking about this summer now, the Lord's Prayer. How does the Lord's Prayer help change our hearts? So I want to go through kind of piece by piece here and talk about that uh, a little bit. So how, that's the question we're dealing with. How does the Lord's Prayer help change our hearts? So how does this, when we pray, our Father who art in heaven, how does that help change our hearts? Yeah. Yeah, it points us to who we're praying to, right? Ronnie, did you want to? Uh, <laughs> good. Hey, right, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's not impersonal. There's not a a distance, there's a closeness with the Father, right? There's, there's, I, saw, I saw another hand, I see another hand. No. What else? How does this help change our hearts? Any other thoughts? We can move on. You got another one? Yeah, it gets us outward, not not totally focused on ourselves. Good. What about hallowed be thy name? Hallowed be thy name. How does that help change our hearts? Help us grow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Corey? I thought you raised your hand. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> it's a good image. Uh, Tim, I want to put you on the spot here because you did this one, right? <laughs> Earlier in the summer, maybe. Uh, what does hallowed mean? Sanctified. It's the verb for holy, for to make holy, right? Uh, so holy, God's holiness, uh, that creates a separation, right? There's this, he's holy and we're not. So I think part of, of this is, yes, it makes him not a cosmic bellhop. We're, we're, agno we're acknowledging our, our place. In, in some way before him, right? It was, he's, he's holy, be holy, ascribe holiness to him, and we're not, <laughs> right? I think that's part of it. You look like you were going to say something else. And thy kingdom come. There might be some overlap here, but what is, how does this help change us? When we pray this, how does this help change our hearts to grow our hearts closer to God? Thy kingdom come. Is anyone here royalty? Is anyone descended from royalty in here? Awesome. I don't know what that means, but it sounds very impressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's awesome. So uh, my point is very few of us can claim that we have our own kingdom, right? So how do we, this is, this, kings and kingdoms, that's not language we use regularly, right? So what do we... Yeah. Yeah, we do try to, to own a circumstance or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what do we what do we pray for when we pray that kingdom come? We went, uh, John. I could put you on the spot on this one if you shouldn't have showed up. So what do we pray for when we pray that kingdom come? You don't have to be the only one that answers. <laughs> By the way, John did so much research. He sent me a twelve-page outline to look over before he taught thy kingdom come. So if you don't have anything to say, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. But. 
Yeah. 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 asking for for it to come near us. So again, what's what's kind of happening? It's we're acknowledging our place that it's not our kingdom, it's it's his, right? Um, let me this is a rabbit trail. I'll come back to where we're at though. What's worship? What's what is worship? Matthew uh, did a Sunday school lesson on that a couple of months ago, I think. If you all were here. What's worship? We've got it a briefly defined worship. Yeah, submitting ourselves for his glory. That's a really good, I like that definition. That's good. Submitting ourselves. Anybody else? What's a good? Worth. Oh, let me see if I get that. Let me see if I get what you're saying. So we're shipping the worth, or ascribing the worth to something that is deserving of it. Is that? So. <laughs> It's, uh, yes, yes, right, <laughs> that's fair, that's fair, uh, that is em- empty worth, zero, zero worth, that's correct, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, right. So we're, we're submitting ourselves not only individually, but we're globally in community, in community here, we're submitting ourselves to the glory of God. And expand it. And expand it, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and eventually that will be, at the end of time, <laughs> everything, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, he already does own everything and is, in, is sovereign and control of everything, but uh, his kingdom of, of glory, when there is no sin anymore, will be everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a key part. Uh, acknowledging who God is, our Father, hallowed be thy name, and acknowledging who we are. We're, we're the subjects. We're the, we're the ones bowing down in, in the courtroom uh, of, of the castle. Yeah. yeah. So, but there is a, this request is much, maybe in our American mindset, isn't, oh, well, if we, you know, President Trump just tried to buy Greenland, 
That's how, that's how land is acquired now. Uh, we, we purchase it. There's, this concept is not that gentle. <laughs> this is a very uh, intense uh, kind of, right, right. This is a very, this is a very intense asking here, most definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's pause here. All right. We're gonna move on. Lots of good stuff. Uh, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does this shape us? How does this change us? The title of the popular book a couple of decades ago, Looking Out for Number One, uh, right? Isn't that, if we admit it, that's kind of, we all have that tendency at times to look out for number one and not pray this, thy will be done on earth as it is in, is in heaven. This is radical stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So not not just ownership, but uh, that all of his laws and his statutes would be in control of that as well. That's that that, that would change as well. Right. It, that's, yeah. That's a good way to put it. This is very. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> I'll save that thought. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. What does this create in us? How does this help change us? Change us. Yeah. Yeah. creates dependency on him, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, it creates a dependency on him. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What happens, what's happening here? How does this help change us? When we pray this, how, do, how does this help change our hearts? Absolutely. What does uh, what does it say if we remember 
that we've sinned against our brother, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, leave, leave the gift and go and be reconciled. That's the first thing. So when we forgive us our debts, uh, go, and, go and be reconciled. That, uh, I think that creates an urgency. It's, there's an urgency to, to where we're at and, and an urgency to, to, again, be dependent on God, I think. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's uh, is a big S word, big S theological word that I think about with this one. Can we play a little bit of Reed Andrew's mind right here? Uh, <laughs> sanctification. Good job. That's not fair. We teach Sunday school together. That's, you know how I think. <laughs> uh, sanctification, yes. Brian, you get a you get a you get a gold, you get a gold star for that one. Um, sanctification. Uh, so here we're we're asking for forgiveness here for sins we've already committed. Sanctification is the process that we can not sin as much anymore, right? So in this, lead us not into temptation. Uh, help us not to get to this point. <laughs> help us not get there. Um, deliver us from evil, from, uh, the catechism says, uh, the world, the devil, and the flesh. It's a good summary of all of the things that can tempt us and all of the evil out there. It's the devil's the one causing chaos sometimes and tempting us. Uh, the world is sinful, and then we, James says that when we're tempted, it's our own lusts and our own desires that tempt us, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the the doxology here, the last uh, piece here. What does this do? How does this help shape us? How does this help change us? What do we pray for when we pray this? Yeah, Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 That's a great summary. Yeah, I think that's a great story. If we had to, now, if we had to take and summarize the whole thing, 
there are a couple words that I've heard over and over again, if you guys are paying attention. Who, what, what are some words we've heard a lot throughout this discussion? Humility, yeah, that's definitely one. Sorry, what? Glory, yeah. Glory, what else? Dependence, absolutely. Those are the, those are the three I had in mind <laughs> anyway, so well done. Gold stars for you all. Um, it creates a dependence. This whole prayer, I think, is designed to create a dependence in us on God. And in that dependence, he provides for our needs and he is given glory, right? Sorry, yeah. Awareness of dependence. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I creates an awareness of our dependence. Is that acceptable? Sure. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, thank you. Thank you for correcting. That's good. Um, give a little more time. Um, so I want to go through another couple of prayers, and I want to look at how we've kind of broken this down a little bit. And I think uh, I, I broke this down into different sections. So our Father, so who are we addressing, right? Hallowed be your name. And you can even include King to come and your will be done, all in God's glory, right? That's kind of the, it starts out as kind of the focus is, is God's glory, right? And then we've talked about this a little bit already. We, we're acknowledging our place before God here, right? And then we have some supplications. We are asking for forgiveness of sin. We're, as, we're asking for our, our need for support and deliverance. And I kind of put that all in, God does what he's promised, right? Because he has promised to meet our every need. He has promised to forgive us our sins. And he has promised that with every temptation, there's a way of escape, right? So when we're praying these things, he does, we're praying that God would do what he's already promised, right? So, and then there's this, the, the doxology, the, the refocus on God's glory and the refocus on, on who we're praying to, right? So I want to look at, at two other prayers, uh, pretty famous ones in scripture, and see some common elements here. So Exodus 32, all right, this is, the golden calf has just happened, uh, the covenant has been broken, and this is Moses' first prayer uh, to God after that incident happens. He's still on Mount Sinai the first time, uh, getting the law, and God says, Moses, I'm, I'm done with them. I want to wipe them out. I'll start over with you. And this is uh, how Moses prays. He says, O oh Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, with evil intent, did he bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? This is the, the first thing he says to God 
what's, what's he doing? What, what, do you, what do we think Moses is doing? Yeah. Yeah, divine reputation. I'm, I'm going to use that phrase. That's a good phrase. That's good. It's good. I like it. I like it. Um, this is first prayer. So if we had to go back here, what, what category are we putting this in? God's glory, right? I'm going to turn this red to match that text there, right? Tim had some good PowerPoint skills. I had to, I had to do a little something. All right. <laughs> All right. So this is then the next thing that Moses says. He says, turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and all, the, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. What's Moses doing here? He's reminding God of his promise, which if we go back here, uh, it's kind of in bold. It's hard to see up here, but it's kind of in bold. So we're going to bold that. And then I underlined this. I think Moses, you could even make a case. It's subtle that Moses is acknowledging, hey, they were your servants in the same way we're your servants here. So there's a little bit of acknowledgement of, of that place there. Like I said, it's kind of subtle, but... Moses is, is reminding his people, right? So we see the same kind of elements here. There's the, the divine reputation management, the name management, the glory. God's glory is the focus here with Moses' prayer. And then the next one I want to look at. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Right. Yeah, that is true. And if God says, hey, I want to wipe out all these people and start over with you, I'd be pretty tempted to let them do it. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Um, they have a pretty good view of, of Abraham, right? Like Abraham's their father. He's, he's always mentioned as, and God's offering him the chance to be Abraham, to be the next Abraham. And Moses says, no, your glory is more important, and this is how I think you can be most glorified. That's where Moses starts. So I think that humility aspect is, is crucial here. Absolutely. Any other thoughts? Last thing I want to look at here is the high priestly prayer. Um, I just have, it's a long prayer. I have bits and pieces of it. Um, go and read the high priestly prayer after reading the Lord's Prayer. It's fascinating. To, to put them side by side, it's, it's fascinating. But I want to look at some elements here. Uh, so, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you. That's how Jesus begins. What's, what's he doing first? Giving glory, right? He's got this glory element that he begins with. Um, the next thing that Jesus says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. 
what do you think Jesus is doing here? This is not necessarily a direct correlation like I've pointed out in some other ones, but what do you think Jesus is asking for here? Yeah, protection from, from the evil one, from Satan, the world, the flesh. Yeah. God would do what he promised. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's it. Um, put it in bold, too, because that's what that one is. Right. Absolutely. And I think this is the last element here. Uh, oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. This is at the end of uh, the high priestly prayer. This is, uh, I think, the last couple of sentences. I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. What's this sort of element here? What's he doing? This is right at the end of the high priestly prayer. He's prayed for a whole lot of things uh, in, in the chapter of John 17. What do we think this is? It's right at the end. That's a clue. <laughs> it's that doxology element, right? He t returns back to the Father. says, I made known to them your name. And I will continue to make it known. What's he saying? I, am, I have made known your glory. I will continue to make known your glory. And I will tell them that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and, and I will be with them as well. So, um, I think Jesus' uh, Jesus' prayer here is full of humility, like you said. He, is, he knows what's coming. He knows that the cross is coming. And he says at the end, I know you, and these know you that you've sent me. I made known to them your name. He's saying, I think in all of this, this is a big thy will be done prayer. You tracking with me? It's a big thy will be done prayer. But he's got lots of elements. The glory there, and then he returns to this glory here. Despite everything he's praying for. And in the middle, he prays for sanctification. And I think sanctification, he's praying that their hearts would be changed, that he would that they would continue to, to know the Father more. So what is what is God concerned with? As we looked at Deuteronomy and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and, and Psalm 51, what's God concerned with? Changing our hearts, right? Sanctifying our hearts by the truth, in the truth. So for their sake, Christ came. For our sake, Christ came, that we could be sanctified. So I think Christ's whole mission, not his, there's a lot of things with Christ. How do you sum up what he did? Because John says if you were to write down everything that he did, it would take up every book. Um, Christ came so humbly to the cross to change our hearts. And when he taught us how to pray, I think he's saying, you pray for the things that help change your heart. How do you do that? You pray to the Father, and you pray for his kingdom, 
and you pray for his will to be done. And you pray for forgiveness of sins and repentance, and you pray uh, that we wouldn't be led into temptation. We pray that he'd provide our needs. And through all that, those are the things how our hearts are changed. Any other thoughts? Last closing questions. So I think when we pray the Lord's Prayer, I think we're asking that our hearts to be changed in all those ways. So let's close saying the Lord's Prayer together this summer. All right? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, next week starts our regular Sunday school. Adults are doing Romans in here. Uh, high school, what are we doing? Daniel. <laughs> right, I totally forgot. That's why I looked at Daniel this week, because high school is doing Daniel. Junior high is doing Job. Uh, yeah, it'll be good next week. Right. So see you guys. There's a bunch of sign-up sheets of stuff you are all huddled around it at the beginning. Go sign up for things. Becky, I have a question for you. Hello, thank you for your text yesterday, by the way. I'm sorry we're already kind of full. <laughs> it is a good problem to have. Um, so I have been thinking for a little bit. I am not great at giving the young ladies in the youth group one-on-one -on -one time. It's not something I, it's just a hard thing. I'm not married and it's weird to like, you know what I mean, right? So I've thought about asking someone to kind of come to youth group with me and commit to it. Uh, not every week, but as much as you could, if you'd be interested. I think it would be really good for our young ladies. Okay. So if you want to, yeah, uh, every other week. Every other week. So Saturday nights from like 5 to 8. Okay. So think about it. Uh, if you'd love to, I'd love to have you. Okay. So it's good. Thank you. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs>